Good morning. We read Romans chapter 15. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. And not to what? To please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. That edification means to build up. And we ought to strengthen them in armies of the weak. Or to build up for the good to their edification. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on Paul. He said, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. That we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. I don't know about you, but I stand in need of patience. I don't know about you, but I need patience on a daily basis. I need comfort. I need comfort on a daily basis. All of God's children, I feel and desire, need comfort. And God is the God of all comfort. He can give you patience when we don't, <laughs> we're at the <laughs> end of the wick. We're about to blow up. So he says, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that through patience and comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. I desire hope here in this life. So I want to look at a few things about the subject of trust. And we can look back in the Old Testament to gain some knowledge about trust. Where do we put our trust? A lot of things in this life we give our trust to. We give our trust to a lot of things. We give it, uh, some people give it to Facebook. Some people give it to Instagram. Give it all kinds of social media, their TV, their phone. Pull that out. You leave home without your phone, I guarantee you're doing a U-turn. I forgot my phone. <laughs> you can't go nowhere without it. You trust it. It's going to give you what you stand in need of, whether you think it does or not, <laughs> to get you through. We used to go about our daily lives, not you know, without the cell phone, but I know that technology's advanced and advanced, and we do a lot of things on the cell phone. It is really hard to get by without the cell phone, but I want to know where to put our trust here this morning, so we can look at the Old Testament. In Proverbs 3 and 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall what? Direct thy path. Where do we put our trust? We put our trust in the Lord. That's our only trust. He is trustworthy and deserves to be trusted in. In times of need, in times of patience, in times of comfort. Where do we put our trust? Not in the things of this world, not in the gold and silver, not in money, not in the heart. If you'll read with me in uh, Proverbs 28 and 25. Solomon says, Proverbs 28 and 25, he that is of a proud heart stirreth up strife, but he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. And that fat is abundance. When you put your trust in the Lord, he that trusts in his own heart is a fool. Jeremiah said the heart is deceitful above all things. It's evil. It's deceitful above all things. Somebody tells you to trust in your heart or trust in your, your gut, you know, go with the gut feeling, you better beware of that person. When they tell you to trust in the Lord, to provide for you, to give you comfort and strength, that's where we're going to put our trust. As a kid growing up, going through tough times, going through school, going through the work life, if you don't put your trust in the Lord, you're going to come up far short. Don't go with what your heart feels. Go with what the Lord feels. Go with him. 
He is trustworthy. I'm not very trustworthy. We're not very trustworthy as people. Don't put your trust in man. Don't put it in the flesh. Don't put it in the arm of flesh. It's not where we're supposed to go for our trust. So let's look at the, uh, what the psalmist says in Psalms 146, 3 and 5. He says, put not your trust in what? In princes. David was a prince. He, we're to put our trust in the prince of peace. He says, put not your trust in princes, nor in the son of man, in whom there is what? There is no help. There is no help in the son of man. That's not where we put our trust here in this life. He says, his breath goeth forth. Our breath we breathe in and we breathe out on a daily basis. One day, he says, his breath goeth forth. He returneth to the earth. That's where we are. We go out, our breath goes in and out. We breathe, we go about our daily lives. And one day, that's all coming to a halt and a man that's going to die. We believe in the everlasting God. That's who we put our trust in. He says, he returneth to the earth. In that very day when he dies, he says, in that very day his thoughts perish. We're not to look at man. We're not to look for man out there for help. We're to put our trust in the Lord. He's going to die. His thoughts are going to perish that day. Everything that you took from man out here in life, one day his breath ceases. He goes back to the earth, which we, where he came from. He goes from the earth he were raised in the, about, you know, back to the earth you go, back in Genesis. He said, happy. I like to be happy. I don't know about you, but happy, happy, happy. He said, happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help. He said he's happy. Happy is he that hath the God for Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. That's where our hope is. It's our earnest expectation of a life everlasting. And our trust is, and our hope is what? In the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 5 says, Blessed is the man that what? Trusteth in the Lord. And whose what? Whose hope the Lord is. And shall not see when the heat cometh, when things get hot and when things get heavy. You don't have to worry about it when your trust is in the Lord and you're putting your faith in the one who's trustworthy. He says, when the heat cometh, he won't, he won't see when the heat cometh. It won't have any bearing upon him. Now, there's a lot of heat going around. He says, but her leaf shall be green. It shall flourish. He says, and shall not be careful in the year of drought. When the drought comes, you don't have nothing to worry about. Your leaf is still going to be green. Why? Because you trust in man? No, it's because you trust in the Lord. He's always provided for his children throughout the ages, and he always will. There's no doubt about that. His promises are sure. Our promises are not sure. His promises are sure. So let's put our trust where it belongs. Neither shall he cease from yielding fruit. There'll always be in abundance when we have the right focus and we put our, all our marbles <laughs> into one basket. We push our chips forward in what? In trusting in the Lord. I want to read it, Second uh, Chronicles 31, where uh, King Hezekiah, he says in uh, verse 31, he says, Now when all this was finished, all Israel were present with without the cities of Judah and break the images in pieces and cut down the groves and threw down the high places and the altars out of Judah and Benjamin and Ephraim also and Manasseh until they had utterly destroyed them all. Then all the children of Israel returned every man to his possession and to their own cities. And Hezekiah, after they did all this, this was, this was high time to get rid of some things out of the temple of the worship of God. Hezekiah's, you know, that's like we need to do in our own lives. We need to get some stuff out of the way. We need to get rid of the stuff that's getting between us and the Lord and our trust in, the God, in God. 
He said, they broke down all this stuff. It's, it was high time for Hezekiah. He said, he pointed the courses of the priests and the Levites and their courses. Every man according to his service, the priests and the Levites for burnt offerings and for peace offerings to minister and to give thanks and praise in the gates of the tents of the Lord. And he goes on and he appoints priests and, and Levites and they're being blessed here. And he says in verse 10, And Azariah, the chief priest of the house of Zadok, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat and have left plenty. That means they had plenty left over. They were being abundantly blessed for removing those idols worship, to removing those things that in between them and the Lord. They were trusting the Lord. They listened to Hezekiah. They got rid of all the uh, bad things. They get them out of the way. Now they're being blessed by the Lord. He says, the Lord hath blessed his people, and that which is left is the great store. And he goes on down to verse 19. He says, the sons of Aaron, the priests, which were in the fields of the suburbs of the cities in every several city, the men that were expressed by name to give portions to all the males among the priests and to all that were reckoned by genealogies among the Levites. And verse 20 says, and thus did Hezekiah throughout all Judah, and wrought that which was good and right and truth before the Lord his God. And in every work that he began in the service of the house of God and in the law and in the commandments to seek his God, he did it with what? He did it with all his heart. What did Solomon say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Here Hezekiah is doing the service of the Lord. They're being blessed abundantly. And you think the prosperity gospel, you know, which we don't preach, everything's going good, we're doing right. You know, give and you shall receive all this stuff, well, we're fixing to find out that that's not the right gospel. That's a perverted gospel. He says, in every work that began, he says, his commandments to seek his God, he did it with all his heart and prospered. In verse 30, or chapter 32, the Syrians are about to invade. Things are fixing to get bad. You, don't, you can expect things when they're going good. It's right around the corner. The waves will keep rolling in. He says, after these things and establishment thereof, king of Assyria came and entered into Judah and encamped against the fenced cities and thought to win them for himself. And when Hezekiah saw that Senate was come and that he was purposed to fight against Jerusalem, he took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains or which without the city and that did help him. The Lord expects us to be diligent in the service of God. God will bless his people we need to be doing some stuff even though we know the final end that God is the ruler over all and that he takes care of his people but we're to be diligent in doing some things here he is he knows what the answer is he knows that God is going to protect them God is going to provide for them they're doing the things that are right but here he is doing a list of things that I want you to read with me that he's doing he's not just sitting back you know and going to deliver a great message of comfort to them he, they're being diligent. He said he took counsel with his prince, his mighty men, to stop the waters of the fountains which were without the city, and they did help him. So there was gathered much people together who stopped all the fountains and the brooks and ran through the midst of the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find much water? They were making preparations to stop the enemy, and the Lord is going to come and overtake them, but he, they're going to do those things which God expects us to do. God's given us all the ability and to do those things which is right in his sight and things that please God. He expects worship. He expects what they were doing. Get those idols out of the way. Bless them. And here they are preparing for the Assyrians that were too much for them. You know, 
uh, psalmist says that some believe in horses and chariots, but we believe in the living God. He says, and he strengthened himself and built up the wall that was broken and raised it up to the towers and another wall without and repaired Milo in the city of David and made darts and shields in abundance, which means swords and uh, shields. He says, and he set captains of war over the people and gathered them together to him in the street of the gate of the city and spake comfortably to them. I love to be spoken to comfortably. He speaks comfortably to them. He's easing their fears. He's easing their sorrows that they're having when the Syrians are about to take them over. He says he spake comfortably to them. The Lord speaks comfortably to his children. It's that still, small voice. That is a comfortable voice, not a God of wrath, a God of vengeance, but a comfortable voice. He says that Hezekiah spake comfortably to them, saying, be strong and courageous. They stood in need of being strong and courageous. He spake comfortably to them. He says, be not afraid, nor dismayed, for the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude that is with him. For there be more with us than with them. It's just like the prophet's servant, when he looked out and saw, you know, thought there was definitely more than them around him. And he opened up his eyes and he saw that there was more with us than with them. He saw, <laughs> I tell you what, when the Lord opens up our eyes to see that there is more than them, or more with us than with them. He says, with his arm is an arm of flesh, but us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the word of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Tell you, Hezekiah, this whole story, it goes on to tell about how he was actually lifted up with pride before his death. But he, you know, it just tells me that the Bible is written of God. There's things written aforetime that were written for our learning through patience and comfort of the scriptures. The, uh, where did we put our trust in this morning? I want us to trust in the Lord and him alone. Not depend on the arm of the flesh. Not to trust in the heart. Not to trust in riches. All these things uh, grab our attention. All of them uh, grab our attention for trust. Everything you got to put your trust in. The other day, uh, my daughter rode down to Gillettsville the first time by herself. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And that was scary. Sister Molly told me she was driving for the first time by herself, and I had to, I had to let go. I had to trust she was going to make the right decision, trust that she was going to, you know, get there safely and back. But that's not the trust I'm talking about. That's not a good trust. It's like, you know, the trust I'm talking about is the trust in the Almighty God, the one who can deliver, the one who will carry you through the, this life. When you're facing trials and troubles, and you're facing the armies that are quickly upon you, you can put your trust in the Lord because there's more with us than with, you know, more with us than with them. If God be for us, who can be against us, right? If God be for us in all these things and, and his providence and his care and his comfort and give us patience, and I tell you, <laughs> there'll be more with us than with them. Let's put our trust in the Lord. I want to exhort you this morning that we walk the remaining days of our life Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is what? Stayed on the Lord. Because he trusteth in thee, trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. We have everlasting strength with the Lord. With us, our strength is only to our dying day. But one day, we'll have everlasting strength in the presence of the Almighty God. I thank you.